And we are live. Hey guys, this is Brad and Kyla with Dallas Geek. How y'all doing today? Oh man, I am glad we actually uh, did not have any problems today so far. So let's go. <laughs> Don't you jinx it. Uh, let, let's let's go ahead and hope that uh, we have a, a nice flawless technically flawless uh, stream today and have a little fun. Uh, you are teasing chance, my friend. I am, but uh, you know what? I'm feeling good, so let's see what happens. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us this wonderful Monday afternoon. Um, for those of you who have not seen us before, uh, we are Dallas Geek. Uh, we're here for, uh, to be able to introduce you to all the nerdy things that you need to know and hopefully uh, provide a little bit of fun in the meantime. So today, uh, if you have not already, please over on Facebook, don't forget to like our video, follow us over there, and on YouTube, like the video and uh, subscribe down here. Yeah, there should be a little button on the screen right about here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, uh, we figured we'd come on and have a little bit more fun with uh, recommendations for things to help get you through your boredom of being stuck at home. Um, hey, we have Cody over on Facebook. How you doing, Cody? Uh, so... <laughs> Stuck at home recommendations. Uh, today we decided to get a little bit closer to home for us uh, and actually give YouTube recommendations because crazy thought, if we are a YouTube show, we should probably talk about the other creators in our digital space. So, of course. you know, could be fun. <laughs> but um, let's go ahead and start. Kyla, you gave your top three, I gave my top three, and mm -hmm. just for kicks, I went ahead and tossed in an extra bonus at the end, so we'll see how yep. that goes, but Kyla, who is your number one YouTube channel to watch? So, my number one YouTube channel, I, it's probably going to have to be Bon Appetit. Yeah. Um, it's a YouTube channel that's tied to the Bon Appetit magazine, if you don't know what that is, they, um, they come out once a month with different issues and whatnot with like seasonal recipes and everything they have like healthy ones they have the not so healthy ones <laughs> but overall they're really good um but the channel itself also comes out with a video monday like once a day monday through friday mm -hmm. um they have different series there's one where um one of the um pastry chefs there she recreates like famous candy there's one with my favorite Brad Leone, who does It's Alive, which is like fermentation and like what, like diving into how things are grown and whatnot to get like a better appreciation of what you're eating. Mm -hmm. But if you like to cook, that would definitely be the channel for you because they do complete walkthroughs of their recipes. Okay. So out of sheer curiosity, aren't they the ones that try to do the overly complicated gourmet versions of like really cheap candies and stuff? Yes. Like didn't they, weren't they the ones that tried to do the gourmet Twinkie? Yes. Yes. And like she, she slaved over that thing. She's also since done um, gourmet Kit Kats, gourmet... Wasn't there Skittles? Sour Patch Kids, Did... gourmet Skittles, gourmet... Um, 
What she do recently? Gourmet. I think she's done Twix bars. And they did a an April Fool's episode where like everyone kind of like swapped with their normal series. Uh -huh. And so they did Gourmet Andy's recently <laughs> for the the April Fool's episode. But it actually was like legitimately practiced. Like we want to actually make Andy's mints. It's just not the normal person who does it. So that is funny. Wow. Uh, now I, I will say <laughs> that I, I'm always up for a good uh, cooking show. Uh, especially if you are getting just some incredibly overly indulgent, overly complicated, uh, really simple things that are, are just so ridiculous to even attempt. It's just fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I, she... I like that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, the, the Great British Baking Show. Because uh, yes. thank you, Netflix, for continuing to uh, post seasons of that, which is just... Oh, good on you. Uh, but, like, getting to see them take some fairly simple things, you know, simple dishes, and try to make them just super overly complicated because the can is amazing. So this, whenever it does pop up, I I, I actually do like checking it out. <laughs> right? Like, so she also did, like, a gourmet, like, Ben and Jerry's. I was like, oh, that has, like, a really good, like, homemade, like, ice cream base recipe in it, and I can do my own super crazy like Ben and Jerry's flavors and stuff I want to so nice I uh I appreciate it because I have made a few things from watching their videos not just consuming <laughs> well that's fair uh <laughs> I mean that is half the point of why they make them to try to help you figure it out too at least half? supposedly maybe like a 10% portion of why I consume their videos besides just like wanting to drool over fancy food that I don't have ingredients to make so that's fair fair <laughs> <laughs> um well then uh my number one uh honestly since the very beginning is Philip DeFranco um Philly D I've I've literally been watching him since the uh the black and white uh douchebag Philly D days. Exactly. I was you know, <laughs> back back when he had the the backwards ball cap, the sunglasses and the the one pierced ear. Uh, like I've I've been watching him since then. I've loved his stuff since then and as he's evolved into what he does now, which is a legitimate online news show. Uh, yes. I I love his stuff. I think he personally is just a, a fantastic personality to watch and he is. I mean we don't really get political on this show but I, I I personally appreciate the fact that he tries to keep his stuff as unbiased as possible so you're not left just with yet another option of well this is the set of yes. opinions that I normally like anyway so why not add another set to it uh, he, he keeps it interesting and also throws in a lot of other stories that you probably didn't hear about because right. he, he wants you to be able to have that balance. But, I mean, even his non-newsworthy uh, shows, like his, uh, his um, podcast channel that he does, A Convo With, uh, is yep. just so much fun, honestly. Like, like he personally is just... He's ridiculous and absurd and just asinine, but 
in the best possible way. <laughs> yes. It's a guy that I like watching his wife's like picking what? <laughs> no. Can you see what I can see on YouTube? Honestly, <laughs> no. Uh, Lindsay is amazing, and I, I I think she's. I actually love when uh, he has her come on to his stuff and see the yes. two of them go back and forth. Um, in fact, one of my favorite podcasts he's done. Oh, uh, back before a convo with was a convo with as like a proper channel, but back when he was still kind yeah. of testing on his personal channel, uh, was the one that he did with uh, his wife, uh, Lindsay, because just their back and forth and how she absolutely does not take anything from him, and just every opportunity that she can to just verbally smack him down, uh, she takes it, and it's amazing. Uh, she can match his banter like without skipping a beat, and yeah. it is—it's—it's it's fantastic to listen to. Well, I mean, it's so because she does so much other stuff now that's not on YouTube as much as she used to. It's really easy to forget that she was old school YouTube too. Like mm -hmm. she's been around the platform just as long as he has, and she's done a whole lot of other things aside from just what you've seen when he's involved and so there's a whole lot more of her personality there that just gets to come to the forefront when they get together uh but yeah no it she's great <laughs> but i like her a lot she's yeah. fun if i had thought about the old douchebag philly d i would have grabbed my baseball cap for you and <laughs> been wearing it in honor of him yeah and then of course i Seeing him look back, uh, like some of his retrospective videos, uh, where he, he'll go back and watch some of his old, uh, older videos just to be able to cringe at his stuff, I, I think my favorite reactions from him were actually his uh, reacting, not even to his show, but to the super, super cringeworthiness of the, uh, the HBO digital miniseries that he did, uh, that was, um, oh... Dang it, uh, it was him and a bunch of other YouTubers, um... Oh crap, I don't remember what it's called, I know what you're talking about, but... To, to, to the Googles? That is exactly what I'm looking for, and it is, uh... What was it? I will look it up. Uh, in the meantime, um... Hooking up, there it is. Hooking up. Hook, nah, okay. it, it was, it was dumb. It, it was so dumb. But honestly, it it was absolutely what uh, YouTube was back in the the, the late two thousands, early twenty tens. I like, mean, we couldn't have gotten like chocolate rain or shoes if we like had to walk before we could run. Come on, YouTube. Like. Yeah. <laughs> And we have a few, uh, we got a few recommendations over in our Facebook uh, comments over here. We got Timothy Turner Parrish. Hey, how you doing, Timothy? Uh, we got Cinema Sins, Cinemassacre, mm -hmm. a favorite of Mike's, actually. Uh, yes. Good Bad Flicks, Decker Shadow, and Channel Awesome. Uh, then of course Cody's going in with uh, Slash and Cast and yep. Dead Meat as well as Found Flicks 
So yeah. Is it bad that like the the YouTube channel recommendations also like completely match personalities? It <laughs> works. Recommend them? It, it works actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So what is your number two, Kyla? So my number two, it's another cooking one, but there's a little bit of a twist to it. It's this YouTube channel, um, Binging with Babish. Yes. It follows this guy. He he got his start by recreating meals that were found in like TV shows and movies and things like that. And so like the first episode I'd ever saw was where he recreated like three of the burgers from Bob's Burgers, and he like plays the clip. Was, okay, here's what we know about it. Here's what I'm gonna do, and like makes the dish. Yeah. So. It's, it, I like it a lot. And then if it's a really bad one, such as like, there's a terrible sandwich I think that, I think Homer Simpson makes. He makes it and he's like, I don't even know what to do to fix this. Like, it is that bad. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how he eats this. And he actually hosted a competition like, if someone can make this better, please do. Cause I don't know what the F I'm doing. Like, <laughs> wow. So. That's awesome. No, and actually, like it's kind of appropriate that that's uh, your follow-up after ta uh, we talked about Philip DeFranco, because uh, Binging with Babish is a continual recommendation that he makes, uh, because yes. like he knows the guy, but even before he met him, he loved the show and would always come back and uh, usually toss in his newest episodes as uh, in his segment today, in, or uh, yeah, Today and Awesome, um, yep. and... Yeah, no, I, I haven't had a chance to check out Binging with Babish as much as I wanted to, just because, you know, timing, but anytime I have, I, I love it. I, I think he's, I think he's fun. He's fun, like, and he also does, so he does the, the recreations, like, one of my favorite ones he did is that he actually made the chocolate cake from Matilda, the, like, Principal Trunchbull says, she's like, I put my blood, sweat, and tears in here, and he, like, cuts up an onion and, like, collects his tears, he, like, pricks his finger and, like, gets blood, like, he, like, he also, like, goes, like, working out, like, collects his sweat and puts it into the cake. He's like, no one else is consuming this. He's like, I'm gonna try bite, and then we're trashing it, because that's not healthy, but he, like, was that dedicated to it in order to try to, like, recreate it. That. But then oh he's done a recent spinoff with Basics with Abish. Okay. Where he gives you like tips on like how to make basic meals from like okay here's a great way to make like a pork chop in three different ways here's where we're gonna make hollandaise sauce and like if you need like an easier harder way to do it and then he also does being with babish where since he thought he exploded too much for his taste he's doing what he can to put back into the community and like there's an episode where he helps out a woman with um her cancer treatments like pays for like the next like three or four cancer treatments that she has to go through as well as like does something for her family to like be able to spend time together and stuff so like overall just like a wholesome gentleman and he makes me happy nice so that's why i have to recommend him <laughs> very nice yeah always always good to be able to see the careers that we enjoy watching actually be able to do more than just uh make content for themselves but also give back yeah. to the community that that's just kind of nice yes. So. That's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. What's your um? So what is your number two? My number two is um, the game theorist. So yes. anybody that's been around for a while on YouTube has almost definitely come across one of uh, their videos. Uh, the main guy on there is Matt Pat, 
and his show Game mm -hmm. Theory. Um, he does have another channel uh, called uh, Movie Theory where uh, he, he'll go in and do theories about different movies, uh, mm -hmm. but Game Theory specifically is just amazing where he'll go in and he'll take some of the most random uh, theories about games and game characters and put them through their paces about, you know, what, how realistic is this theory, yeah. uh, you know, let, let's actually try to prove it with math, um, and, like, one of the classics that he's, uh, he did was, um, trying to prove how fast Sonic the Hedgehog really was. Uh, another yeah. one was proving that Mario was actually a sociopath. Um, yeah, he is. And that Princess Peach was uh, psychotic. Uh, and um, like just kept on going more and more and more into all this stuff and uh, spent a long time now uh, with the horror genre with uh, Five Nights at Freddy's and mm -hmm. um, so many Five Nights at Freddy's, and then uh, what was it? Um, uh, oh, the, that that really popular one that uh, was uh, up for a while. Uh, something Ink, like Ink something. Something what? Uh, about the, uh, the Benny and the Ink Machine. Yes, that's the one. Uh, I mean, that just he's he's done some amazing stuff there. Uh, so, yeah. well, it has to be your favorite episode by him, though, because I have two that tie. Oh, that's a hard one, honestly. Um, give me a second. Uh, wh <laughs> which are your two? So my two is the one where he dives into the theory that Rosalina isn't actually the daughter of Mario and Peach, but the daughter of Luigi and Peach. Yes. And like brought in genetics with it. Yes. Fantastic like mini series he did. And then my other favorite one is, um... Sorry about that. I don't necessarily agree with the sentiment that Link is dead in Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really good one. But he dives into, like, how Terminator represents the five stages of grief. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's not wrong there, though. Yeah. <laughs> so those are those would be, like, my two favorite episodes by him. Oof. Uh... He's done so many. I actually had to just look up, uh, look it up real fast. Um, I'd have to say my favorite. Oh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it, it's so <laughs> anyway, it, it's so I'm hard sorry. to pick uh, from his. But I mean, probably would have to go with uh, one of the. Uh, Legend of Zelda ones, honestly. I, I think that so many of that was uh, just so well done. Uh, yes. Maybe, maybe it would have to be the one where he actually tried to prove which version of Link was the most powerful. Like, which one was Ooh. the hero uh, out of yes. all of them. Like, that was... Yes. That was a pretty good one. Uh, although, yes, it was. honestly, on top of <laughs> on top of game theory, there is one other show on the channel that's been around for a while called The Science, uh, with the, its host Austin, and yep. I love him. Like I mm -hmm. love him. Uh, just 
his whole intro of, hey, it's me, Austin, and just like starts <laughs> uh, the most ADD uh, riddled r rant backed with full scientific theory about whatever topic he's choosing to rant on today is amazing. Like he, he's gone in and actually calculated uh, the math to prove um, what was it? Uh, was it, uh, Tracer's uh, powers mm -hmm. and how uh, tough she actually is as a character, uh, or uh, trying to go in and prove how much force does Link's hookshot actually produce, and could he right. survive uh, using it? Like I just, I, I, I can I can get behind that. I, I love it with my with my, with my science background. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I gotta say the game theorist is uh, great. I mean, their their rotating cast of different shows that they've had on there in the past have been amazing, but in general, as a channel, it's amazing. And I love it. And I cannot say enough good things about them. I'm with you on yeah. that one. Matt Pat, Matt Pat's a, Matt Pat's a bro. Yeah. Plus the fact that in the YouTube space, he has done more for all the other creators on YouTube than I think almost any other uh, individual outside of YouTube Corp. Uh, YouTube corporate is just amazing. Yeah. You know, uh, I, you, you got to respect a guy like that. So. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, who is your number three? So no, my, my number three, um, I, speaking of theories, um, Super Carlin Brothers, if you enjoy theories, but want more like, I don't want to say more nerdy, yeah. but still super nerdy theories, they dive into, um, oh gosh, they've done a lot of Disney stuff, they've done Pixar stuff, because they kind of separated a little bit, they've done Star Wars, they've done Marvel, they've done, like, just anything they can get their hands on, they've done Harry Potter, so many episodes on Harry Potter that they just dive into. Um, I watched, I showed Mike a video yesterday because he hasn't really seen them before. Mm. Literally a year ago, April 16th, 2019, they made a video theorizing what Star Wars Episode Nine would be about and they got every single detail correct. Just based off the trailer that I had dropped that day. Wow. Okay. They do a lot, they, they, they do their research, they do like they dive into a lot of things, they connect things whenever they can. Sometimes it seems a little far-fetched, but they're usually not that far off. Sure. But they also guess the entirety of Frozen 2, like a good 80% of it. So if you like theories, diving into it is more of just like seeing how things connect as well as like background research and also like legitimate like lore research, Supergirl Brothers, that's going to be your channel. I got to say, I, I respect that. It is impressive when you have somebody that's able to examine enough of just a trailer or a few trailers and be able to read between the lines enough to know where story's going um, yes. either because of their grasp of storytelling uh, uh, I, I, not necessarily stereotypes but uh, just storytelling uh mechanics or tropes. whatever yeah tropes there we go um like i i gotta respect that honestly that that's impressive it's, they're really good and like they've done deep dives into um harry potter research 
like whenever um, Fantastic Beasts 2 was about to come out, they were diving into the woman turning into a snake. And they're like, oh, okay, let's look in like Harry Potter lore and like, oh, it's a curse that's passed down from like mother to daughter and everything like that. And they realized like it was Nagini, like the one that Voldemort uses and like put that together before the second movie came out. Hmm. And so like, I appreciate their dedication to it as well as like being respectful of, I guess how they explained it to where it's not like, you're dumb if you believe this. Like, hey, that's just a theory we've been putting together that we've done research on and what are your thoughts on it so sure they're, plus they're fun they, they, you start off every video with a brother like come on now <laughs> nice very very nice um so okay so then what would be your oh, oh no, i was gonna say uh my uh my number three is actually um not quite theory based but definitely mm-hmm. great for information um obviously with the Star Wars love here, uh, and on your side, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is only appropriate uh, that I got to throw out Star Wars Explained. Um, they yep. are a fantastic channel. Honestly, I I love all the stuff that they do, but more importantly, um, because. Former canon, now legends, uh, and had so much material in it. And new canon uh, has so much stuff that coming out on all different forms of media that it can be really hard to keep up with what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. Even for somebody like me that like thrives on keeping up with all of that, it can still be really difficult to uh, just know what the newest stories are uh, if I didn't have time to read them all or uh, be able to remember every little detail at all times uh, Star Wars Explained provides a strong point of reference for all of it Yes, and they really do go in and uh, give not only bite sized uh, pieces of information that you need to know about certain characters or plot lines or whatever but they'll also go in and do like full uh, reviews or recaps of movies or episodes uh, like right now they've been doing uh, their own little uh, recap and reviews of the uh, each of the Clone Wars uh, episodes that have been coming out which mm-hmm. has been uh, really solid uh, and by the way I, I've just finished the newest season slash end of series uh, this morning and oh my I, gosh I need to, this one I haven't started yet and Mike like flipped his lid at me yesterday over that I was like I'm like, sorry I like watched a million series things. or the season like the series <laughs> okay I know I can feel it already okay. like okay. he flipped sure. he was like Kyla it's so good so <laughs> all right well we'll uh I, I had, we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll, I we'll fix that things. we'll fix that yeah I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, I mean, it is just, it's fantastic. Uh, and what's even uh, better is because they are so deep into the Star Wars community, they've actually had the opportunity to interview uh, several uh, pretty prominent members of uh, the actors that have been involved with uh the shows and the movies. They've uh, interviewed a few of the authors. They, they've really gotten deep into uh, the, the inner workings of modern Star Wars, and it is okay. it's awesome. Honestly, I, I love it, and they, yeah, 
that I, I I go to them any chance I get. So. Gotta appreciate a channel that keeps you coming back as well as like full details like that too. Yeah. So might be good for those who are like baby baby little baby little Star Wars fans. Got into it because Baby Yoda sort of thing. Like here, let's introduce you to everything else and get you sucked into the fandom. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, right now uh, their channel has 2,076 videos on it. So uh, if you have not seen anything of theirs yet, you have plenty of material to keep you going. So I'm gonna take a hard guess. Each one of those videos is 20, 20 to 40 minutes long too. Actually, no. The uh, they they have some that are three to five minutes, others okay. that are ten to fifteen, and then for ones like uh, oh, one that just came out nine hours ago, which I really need to check out after we're done Ooh. with this, uh, is the twenty twenty uh, complete Star Wars canon timeline update. Oh gosh. Yeah, that is fifty one <laughs> minutes forty two seconds. Uh, yeah, and I can definitely understand why it would be that long, but no, he, ever since well, New Canon, doing while he's cooking dinner. oh yeah, <laughs> uh, like ever since New Canon came out, they've been doing a yearly Canon update where like they'll do okay. monthly, uh, updates for here are the new stories that came out this month, uh, and here are the ones to look out for next month. But every year they'll go in and like do a full recap of, okay, this is what Canon is now. Here's all the uh, the plot lines that have been going on. Here's how they all connect and go. And it, it really does help clear some things up, especially because okay. Disney and Lucasfilm have been trying to intentionally, not intentionally keep some of the specifics of exactly how that timeline is definitively set a bit hazy Fair. now. Uh, like they'll go out and say, okay, here here's the the kind of timeline, but they don't really give as hard lines as you would hope when they'll say, well, it's it's this range, and then this happened during this range, and you know, here's starting in dates, but exactly what happened when during that time is up in the air, and you, you can kind of put uh, that together yourself, because uh, they're trying not to fall into the same problem that old canon did, where with every new book that came out, uh, once the uh, New Jedi Order series came out, every new book had the full written timeline in the uh, front several pages, just one after another after another, with all the books, the comics, the, uh, the short stories, everything showing you where it fell on the timeline. Uh, so they're trying not to let that be as hard of a line that they're setting yet, but it's good that guys like uh, this are able to help clear, uh, clarify things for everybody else. I got you. I follow. Yeah. I definitely appreciate it. Easy that. to consume and hard to leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but with that, uh, the final bonus uh, to toss in beyond just our top threes, one that I, I couldn't help but add because the more uh, I, you and I kind of talked about it earlier, I just I had to. Uh, which, by the way, did you have a chance to go check uh, check him out or not? Not yet. I um, may have started to slave away to Tom Nook afterwards. Fair. Because, you know, there are bells to collect and I need a five-star island ASAP. So. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I have a villager I had to move in. I need to get 
fauna on my island. Like, I, I, I'm a slave to Animal Crossing, and it's not even funny anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, real fast before we jump into our Oops. bonus, Cody uh, does bring up, yes, uh, you do have two other Star Wars channels, Star Wars Theory and Stupendous Wave, that do some fantastic mm -hmm. Star Wars uh, pieces, too. Um, and, in fact, uh, Star Wars Theory... Uh, the guy that's responsible for that channel uh, actually did a very short fan film for Darth Vader uh, a year ago, and it is fantastic quality and actually is trying to put together the funding to do um, another part to it. Uh, I say trying to put it together because the first part, it was only, what was it, I think like seven-ish minutes or something like that, but it cost him... Uh, I think he said all in all production was like quarter, either a quarter or half a mil Canadian, <laughs> <laughs> and he it had to be self funded because uh, Lucasfilms and Papa Disney don't want you uh, personally profiting off of their IP. Uh, so in order to be able to do a second part, he has to take a little bit more time to uh, just work on building up his reserves for that as well so i get it i respect it uh, but it was it was uh it was solid honestly please excuse me while i puke real quick at the thought of spending that much money on something that lasts for seven minutes and <laughs> i cannot profit off of sure <laughs> sure but to be fair <laughs> it did make uh number one trending on youtube when it debuted just saying Fair, fair, <laughs> which in turn could bring you like revenue to your channel and like get more people. Exactly. Fair, but still like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a broke teacher in Oklahoma. Like. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I, I have to say uh, the. So our our final addition, uh, the the bonus is um. Patrick H. Willems. Uh, so if you want theory, like, like proper cinema theory and analysis from somebody who is the definition of a movie nerd, um, Patrick H. Willems is, oh no, 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 this guy, this guy beats anything that we have to say. Um, like he's a, he comes at it with a proper cin uh, cinematic uh, analysis when he does his uh, reviews and uh, video essays where he'll actually go in and it, he'll pick apart a movie by the story or the cin uh, the cinematic uh, craftsmanship of it or whatever it is that he's decided to talk about for this thing and he will dive deep but he does it in a way that is so manically comedic that okay. it's amazing like his running gag that he does for a lot of his reviews uh, and analyses is uh, he will uh, break into his parents house uh, up in um, was it northern uh, New York uh, you know like upstate New York okay. and he'll break into their house at middle of the night make them uh, join him in their kitchen with a bottle of Jameson or some uh, or whatever his uh, drink preference of the day is, but mostly Jameson, 
and he will just start downing Jameson while he manically uh, discusses the uh, the cinematic merit of the Fast and the Furious, or Paddington the Bear, and why it is, why Paddington the Bear is actually a genius film, uh, and more specifically why Paddington Two is one of the best movies ever made. It's like I said. See, that sounds like a Saturday night for me and my dad. So like, <laughs> I mean, like I said, it, it's ridiculous and amazing amazing and this guy like if you have like a hard hardcore movie nerd friend who has ever gone off on a rant uh like deep diving so much into a movie that by all rights is a ridiculous piece of cinema history but they clearly love it to death and they have their reasons and facts to back them up uh this guy <laughs> this guy is like their spirit animal uh, <laughs> and it's amazing um like i it is very hard to describe patrick h willems if you've never seen his videos but you have to uh and if you okay. really really want to have some fun with him uh, that is beyond what you would ever expect. Um, where is it? Uh, the, one of his most well-known videos isn't even one of his video essays. Uh, one of his most well-known videos that he has ever done. Oh, sorry about that. I forgot to mute my tablet. I know, but no, uh, one of uh, the most well-known things he's ever done uh, outside of his video essays was five years ago. It's got 3.5 million views uh, currently, and it is What If Wes Anderson Directed X-Men. X-Men? X-Men. And it is a short four and a half minute uh, short film of X-Men in the style of Wes Anderson. So you're telling me we wouldn't have gotten Deadpool with his mouth tongue closed? You would have gotten a very, <laughs> very different everything. Uh, like, it, I'm not a Wes Anderson fan, and even I love this. Like, it's just so ridiculous. But, I mean, it, it, it's genuinely spot on for the cinematic style both in the cinematography okay. and the acting and writing style of it um, and it's just as brightly colored and cheesy as anything Wes Anderson uh, usually does uh, while still having those kind of uh, character nuances that he always throws in to his movies um, but coming from Cyclops and Gene and Wolverine and Professor X, and it's, it is one of the most unique things I've ever seen. <laughs> I got you. Also, um, Mike, I make you look pretty, honey. Oh, it, oh. Sorry, he commented. Oh, <laughs> I <had to> oh. <laughs> wow. Mike, buddy. <sighs> For shame. Um. And then one of my personal favorites, though, uh, and, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about him, uh, one of my personal favorite videos he's done uh, was a video that he did in collaboration with 
um, uh, what was it? Uh, I believe it was the channel Just Right, um, okay. where he went in and tried to show how the Matrix sequels could have been saved in the editing room without rewriting the stories. Like, his whole deal was Ooh. he did not want to go in and try to make fan fiction. He wanted to say, take the existing stories. How could they have been re-edited to have made the stories make more sense while still maintaining the philosophical basis that the stories used in their creation? And the only leeway he gave himself for rewrites was if he had to go back and reshoot maybe a couple of scenes just to help okay. make things make a little bit more sense for framing uh, or character introductions, that was it. Okay. But beyond that, everything else, take exactly what was already there and just re-edit it to try to make more sense. And As opposed to like the piece together, like I swear I had ADHD watching Matrix 2 and 3 yeah. watching. And yeah. what helped it was he didn't just say, okay, it was uh, the Matrix 2 and 3, it was the two Matrix sequels plus the Animatrix and the video game. Because the cutscenes for the video game were okay. used as uh, story filler to fill in gaps between the movies. Uh, okay. So he gave all four of those things as points of reference for him to be able to use. And between all of that, were they salvageable? And what he came back okay. with was, yeah. I mean, what, were they still going to be ridiculous and maybe a little bit uh, over the top where certain members of the general audience were still going to not quite connect? Yes, that, that was a given. But... Could they have been better than they were? Absolutely. And it was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Um, Alright, I'll check that one out then. But yeah. It, like I said, I have to... I, I go back and check his stuff out as often as I can. Because uh, even if I'm re-watching it, it's just so fascinating seeing him dive deep into uh, all of uh, his... The, the way that he breaks out everything uh, for his analyses. Um, okay. And here we go, just to make sure I got the featured collaboration correct. Uh, he collaborated with... Oh, come on. Okay, well, uh... Just Right, yes. Okay. Uh, the channel Just Right. Um, also another fun channel, but uh, not one to be featured on this video. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm subscribed to, uh, to him, because uh, I, I love uh, his the way that he breaks down script writing. But, okay. different video, different topic. So, uh, with that, we are now at the 46 minute, 33 second mark, so we've definitely gone over a bit, but um, hey, it's worth it. So, uh, oh well. any parting words, Kyla? Um, just make sure, like, did you set out chalky milk and the chicken nuggies for Yoda last night, for May the 4th? <laughs> 
Of course I did. What are you talking about? Okay, just make, I just in our household. Want to make sure? Absolutely. That that's gonna be a thing. I just I want to make sure. <laughs> practicing like proper practices and everything. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. No. Like um, just had to make sure. I'm raising my son right. He's gonna understand. Obviously, with a name like Luke. <laughs> he's gonna understand how to celebrate the four, May the Fourth correctly. Good. That's how this Good. works. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, with that, uh, guys, thank you so much for checking out, uh, our video today. Uh, if you've actually stuck it out this long, seriously, thank you. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. Um, of course, like we said at the beginning of the video, uh, if this is the first time you've watched us, please do not forget to like our video on Facebook and YouTube, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and uh, subscribe over on YouTube. Uh, and with that, guys, have a wonderful Monday, and until next time, this is Brad and Kyla, Kyla. with Dallas Geek saying, see ya. <laughs>